I'm Sam Dingman. And I'm Mac Montandon. And on our new podcast, The Rumor, we're trying to figure out if the Orioles faked a power outage in 1997. The answer involves Baseball Hall of Famer Cal Ripken Jr., Hollywood Hall of Famer Kevin Costner, and a renegade cop who goes by Mad Dog. We're going to try to unravel this mystery before this mystery unravels us. Listen to The Rumor on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sponsored by WinBet. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Clutch Talk podcast slash YouTube slash We Do It All. As always, I am your host, John. Very happy to be here. My boy, Jay Hizzle over there in the six. What's going on, baby? How you doing? Another day, another dollar. Ready to talk about these Clippers. And also very excited because we had to bring on a special guest to talk about these Clippers. And we got my guy, Ryan, Holt on here. Ryan, introduce yourself to the fans. Uh, thanks for having me, fellas. Uh, appreciate you guys having me on. Um, yeah, my name is Ryan Holt. Uh, I run the Rational Hour podcast, uh, weekly sports content, and um, you know various interviews from different athletes. But um, you know, big Clipper fan, big NBA fan. So um, yeah, I'm excited to be on. Man, thank well, thank thank you very much again, Ryan, for 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 you know making time with us and uh coming co- coming on here in the pod and talking to us about a little bit of Clippers basketball, man. So make sure all the fans, you guys, make sure you guys go follow uh go follow Ryan and uh and 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 this pod you guys going on over there because I could tell Ryan's a basketball junkie just like us, man. Yes, so sir. <laughs> you guys, you guys ready to get into this Clippers talk, man? Let's go, man. Let's do this. Let's do this. So, Ryan, the first question we'd like to ask all of our guests here for these team interviews is, Ryan, as a Clippers fan, are you content with the way the year went? Yeah. I mean, I would love to have seen the Larry O'Brien be hoisted up. Um, but with Kawhi going down and for us to actually get past the second round and beat Utah the way we did and, and to win on the road in, in Utah, was just huge and it's one of the toughest environments to play in and and for us to go on the road and then go back to Staples and and, and close it out um you know those last two games it was just epic so I, it was unfortunate to lose the series in Phoenix um but I think the team gave it all they had a couple games here and there and I think we really could have beat them even without you know Kawhi but uh you know it was a great season all in all um and it was unfortunate that Ibaka and Kawhi went down. I think those two players were huge losses because Ibaka is just such a weapon. People don't talk about his loss enough, I think. And, um, you know, of course, losing Kawhi, but those two players and, and you know, the, the championship pedigree that they bring uh, was was a big loss for the for the team, I think. And, uh, you know, hats off to the staff, you know, Lou Billups, um, Drew, 
um, Dan Craig, the whole guy, the, 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 they did a phenomenal job just game planning and getting the bench involved and, you know, next man up mentality and, you know, just the fight that they had. And it, it was just a great season. Of course, I would love to see it gone a lot further, but all in all, uh, I, I, I think it's a positive just to get to the, the Western Conference final. Yeah, man, it, it, exactly, Ryan. You know, w- w- one thing that seemed to be this, uh, like the trend throughout throughout the season, like I just felt like a, a lot of ever since two years, ever since the bubble, a lot of, like the NBA fans just like to rip on the the Clippers and get on the Clippers. But you know, the Clippers really have like performed well for missing their best player in Kawhi Leonard. You know, having that that Western Conference exit, you know, is huge. And and, and Ryan, you know, you bring up a point of of Kawhi getting hurt and, and, and tearing his ACL. So that brings me right to my next point and my next question I want to ask you, Ryan. You know, just, you know, quick hypotheticals. We, we like to play that over here at Clutch Talk, man. So, Ryan, do the Suns still win if Kawhi doesn't tear his ACL? No way, man. I just think that if Kawhi was healthy, it's a whole different series. I know um, that's one thing that Paul uh, uh, George um, Paul George mentioned in a post game in the elimination game that he felt that if if Kawhi was available, man, it would have been a whole different series. He think that it's no doubt we would have advanced to the to the final. So I agree with him. I think Kawhi is the difference maker. I don't. I think Phoenix just not to say they got lucky, but I just think that they had the season that they basically got them further than what they were anticipated to go. Nobody saw them going that far and they got a little bit of a break, you know, the first round AD going down second round, you know, no Murray. And then, you know, against the Clippers. So they didn't really play no team at full strength. So um, it kind of showed against Milwaukee. The They don't really have the bigs. And uh, I think that if Kawhi was playing, definitely uh, the Clippers would have won that series. Yeah, I mean, I, I I gotta agree with you. I mean, we're talking about Kawhi Leonard, a, a generational player, man. You know, if 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 he was Absolutely. in there, I don't think I, I don't think the Suns are able to pull that off. And 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 Ryan, I think I think you're nice about it. So all the all, all the Suns fan, you said <laughs> you you said that they they did. You know, you don't want to say they got lucky. They got extremely lucky. They got blessed by the basketball gods to be able to make it even to the finals, man. You know, so Ryan, you're you're too too nice for saying that, man. <laughs> Yeah. But uh Ryan, so let, let's um let's talk about you know the, the the latest news over there in in the in Los Angeles. You know, uh we saw recently Patrick Beverly and Rondo get traded for Eric Bledsoe. So I don't know if you right. have uh, you know any feelings about that <clears throat> about that trade. I don't know if it was m- much of a, a lateral move. You know, they the Clippers understand that Kawhi Leonard is gonna be out this whole season. So how do you how do you personally feel about the trade and who who to you won, Ryan? Well, I hated to see Beverly go. He was, you know, real general defensively, but I understand the move. Um, Bledsoe, I'm not sure what his impact will be. You know, I think he'll be a good role player off the bench, and uh, I'm a fan of his. So um, I like the trade. Um, I hate to see Beverly go, and uh, but I understand the move, and it, it was it was warranted. And I hate it the way um, not to – slight him as a whole but you know the whole situation where Beverly pushed Chris Paul at the end of the game I didn't really like that I think that kind of left uh, a little bit of an impression amongst the front office with Lawrence Frank and and Winger and crew but um, yeah I like the trade I think uh, uh, one thing you know with addition of Winslow and and, and Bledsoe I think that's, that's key for our bench. 
Yeah, yeah, man. So, w- w- what about you, Jay Hill? How do you, how do you feel about this uh, this uh, Eric Bledsoe, Patrick Beverly, and Rondo trade that they Clippers made? Yeah, I think that the that obviously Patrick Beverly wasn't the the option for them at, at the point guard position because we've seen that his lack of playmaking uh, had had been a problem for them. I mean, obviously he was the the guy who was gonna be the energizer, the defensive stopper, but to bring in a guy like Bledsoe, who was inconsistent at times and has been throughout his career shooting. But, I mean, one of his big best traits is that the guy can just get to the rim, score, uh, facilitate the offense. That was why kind of New, or- New Orleans was kind of forced to play him. Um, obviously, Lonzo was injured at times. But I think that's a good addition for the Clippers. And then, obviously, you know, Beverly's going to go to the T-Wolves. The so, that's, that's also – um, a good kind of mentorship role for him there as well. So it's kind of how I feel about those trades. Yeah, man, that, that, that honestly, e- each player uh, can, can find their, can, can find the light and can find the positive in, in the, in their own situation, man. But Ryan, honestly, there's an elephant in the room over there in the Clippers and we have to talk about it, Ryan. I have to ask you, man. So Ryan, check this out, man. You know, two years ago, you know, that bubble year, Crazy thing that that was already two years ago, actually. But, you know, two years ago, uh, the biggest knock on the Clippers was, oh, they don't have a real point guard. They don't have a real playmaker to set Kawhi and PG up. And then, you know, the following year, you guys go and get Rondo. And to be honest, you know, in my opinion, I think you guys totally misused him. Just didn't didn't use Rondo in the in the right way. So, you know, so he 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 moves on with this uh, with this trade we were just talking about. Fast forward to now. Yeah, I, f- I feel that you guys are still missing a real key uh, playmaking point guard because, l- l- like how we mentioned, I feel like Eric Bledsoe uh, could be more of a score a score first point guard, and, and I and I don't think you guys need that. I think you guys really need uh, a playmaking guard. So, how do you how do you personally feel about that? You know, that point guard situation that's uh, going on over there in, in in Los Angeles. Well, that's a good question, man. Um... I don't know if you guys saw the press conference today, but Rondo was introduced by the Lakers. He signed with them. Um, you know, he got a buyout by Memphis. And uh, there was a, a question by one of the reporters asking him, you know, what happened with the Clippers? And, uh, you know, is his career going, you know, downward spiral or was it just a situation of being with the Clippers? And he kind of didn't really touch it too much. And, you know, he kind of, you know, he said basically that he's happy to be back with the Lakers where he has a coach that knows how to use him. And and, and kind of paraphrasing there, but I thought that was kind of a shot at Lou, you know, him saying that basically he felt that the Clippers didn't utilize him correctly. But I, I don't know, man. I think the Clippers, for some reason, it just didn't fit with Rondo. I thought he was the missing piece initially when he got traded um, for Lou, uh, to, um, Lou Williams. Uh, in Atlanta, and I, I was like, I was super, super stoked when he came. So I thought he was the perfect kind of floor general that the Clippers were missing. But now, I mean, it's still, I love Reggie Jackson. I love Terrence Mann. And with Blesso, I think it's a good three-headed monster. And I think the point guard position will be okay for the future. I think Terrence Mann is the energizer bunny and that he really is just scratching the surface at his potential, man. He showed it in the postseason with his play. Um, I think once he gets, you can see it now, if you follow him on social media, man, he's putting in the work already. So I think he's going to be the next 
big thing for the Clippers at the, at the point guard position. I think Terrence Mann is going to have a bright future with the Clipper organization. Yeah, absolutely. I think Terrence Mann's going to be a great player for, for the Clippers in the future. Um, so, so Ryan, kind of take a transition here and I'll introduce the fans and you to a new segment we're going to be doing here uh, with these fan series. But this is uh, the Clutch Talk timeout. So basically what I'm going to ask you is for the Clippers, like obviously they have their top players, would be, would it be Kawhi and Paul George. But the Clutch Talk timeout is basically your opinion on who the go-to player is for the Clippers down the stretch, you know, crunch time, crunch time minutes. Who Who is that for the Clippers? Because I've seen people people in the Clipper nation say, you know, Paul George and Kawhi at times. So who is it for you? Mm. Um, definitely Kawhi. I, I think he is just the man, you know, with him being out, it's not, somebody's going to have to step up. You know, they're saying pretty much that he probably will be out until hopefully March of, uh, you know, 22, he should be back. Um, but with him being out, I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting to see who does, you know, grab the bull by the horns. Um, I think Paul George is, you know, ideally the guy, you know, he he's getting superstar money to be a superstar. So you have to play like a superstar on a daily basis. Um, you know, so that's, that's the guy that is, I would think the logical one. And then just, just with consistency, um, I think Marcus Morris has to step up and hit buckets like he's supposed to. We paid him a lot of money in free agency and uh, you know, and then, you know, if, if we have a Baca, I think he's the veteran that can step up in the fourth quarter. Um, like I said earlier, I think he is just not talked about enough, man. Serge is a, is a beast, man. So if he's healthy, um, I think he's one of the guys that is a fourth quarter um, assassin. He, he he's not afraid of the moment. And I think he is um, a guy that you can definitely utilize in a post out stretched out. He can hit a, he can hit a shot on the wing. So I think those three guys are the, are the key for the Clippers down the stretch. Another an, another option that, that that they have, which I actually wanted wanted to touch base and, and talk to you on, was Reggie Jackson. And you know that mm-hmm. was uh, he play, came up big, big, big in the playoffs for you guys. So yes. how, how how do you how do you feel about him? And I, I know well, I know he did he resigned on an absolute great friendly deal for you guys. Uh, so, you know, we, we we could touch base on that. But how do you feel about Reggie Jackson, you know, as being a closer? Because, I mean, to be, you know, to be real, Ryan, the, the reputation around the league for Paul George is that he's not he's not too consistent. You know, he's not too consistent. In, and with and with Kawhi Leonard being out this year, you might need to lean on on Reggie Jackson sometimes. So kind of still uh, staying on the lines of you know, the clutch talk timeout. How would you feel about a Reggie, a Reggie Jackson, you know, being your closer? Do you do you feel confident in that? Yeah, I, I think Reg has, has shown the ability to be, you know, a fourth quarter guy, just all around um, big shot guy. You know what I mean? Kind of like a Sam Cassell type player where he's a general. He, he has that cold hearted, you know, mentality where, you know, he can hit the shot when nobody else can. Um, I think he definitely is one of those guys that it seems like Lou trust, you know, more because he got a ton of minutes. So I think Reggie is is a guy that they really value to bring back, and they did it. So I think he's definitely going to be uh, asked to have um, a bigger role in the fourth quarter and just overall at the point guard position. 
Yeah, man. So let's just let's just you know continue into uh, into the free agency. You know, I know I know you definitely uh, seen that you guys were able to to resign Nicholas Batum. You know, was which was a, a good move. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, you know, was was huge. And you know, you 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 guys were able to bring on Justice Winslow, a huge, uh, a, 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 I think a big a big help. You know, because he's someone that can is low risk, high reward. Because you know, we've seen Justice Winslow, we've seen that he can contribute. And you guys signed him, you know, on the on that minimum. But to you, Ryan, which which to you has been your favorite signing, whether it be a re-signing or even uh, the signing of Justice Winslow? As far as the Clippers, uh, the biggest signing, uh, yeah, I think um, just bringing back the core, you know what I mean? Bringing back Reggie, bringing back Nicholas. Um, so uh, it's it's big, you know, to, you know, everyone wasn't too sure what Kawhi was going to do. That was, you know, because – He's one of just the, those guys that nobody knows. <laughs> he, he he just moves in silence, you know. So it was cool just to lock him up, man. There was so many rumors um, out there that he was going to take um, meetings and that he was listening to offers. Miami was lurking. Supposedly Pat Riley had a secret you know, meeting with them. So uh, it was just the big fish with Kawhi to lock in. Because let's face it, fellas, I mean, to have a superstar and stay with the Clippers for long term, like Kawhi, is huge just for the franchise because they haven't had a long term superstar. I mean, Chris Paul and and Blake, you know, their tenures weren't as long as they should have been, and uh, you know, it, it just it's good to have a guy like Kawhi in, in the fold for years to come. So I definitely think having that type of leader and uh, um, having that type of superstar. It's big for the franchise. It's just overall, just as a whole, marketing and as a product. Yeah, m- m- most definitely. Uh, so, Ryan, uh, what are, you know, staying along along lines of, of free agency, uh, I I, I want to ask you about a, a, a unrestricted free agent you guys have in Demarcus Cousins. So, how do you feel about him? Hmm. I like I like Demarcus, man. I think he was utilized enough, man. I I, I wanted to see him play more, especially when Zoo got hurt. I thought he would play more. He did, but I just didn't think it was enough. But um, I guess he's a bit of a liability on defense. He's not as quick, uh, agile, but, you know, um, laterally. But um, I, I like DeMarcus and what he brings. And uh, I think it's just a matter of him, you know, getting his his legs, you know, his 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 ability to move and his, his athleticism has to build up to where, you know, he's, he's not the DeMarcus he used to be with New Orleans. But – I think um, he, he could definitely be a key guy off the bench and can help our team. I, I hope they can bring him back. Yes. Yeah, so, so, so you, so you still believe in DeMarcus Cousins. Jay Hill, what Absolutely. about you? Do, you? do you still believe that DeMarcus Cousins can, can bring uh, much value to the Clippers? Yeah, absolutely. I'm right there with, with Ryan, you know, as a Golden State fan, I got to see him, especially against, you know, Toronto when, when he was playing well, um, you know, in terms of fitness, I think that's the only thing he, he really needs to work on. But that being said, the only way he can work on his game fitness and improving his skills, you know, getting back into rhythm is playing, uh, getting playing time and getting more experience, you know, back with, with serious basketball, like Ryan said. So uh, that's, that's my, I think if he plays, he can be really effective and help, help the Clippers and give them that, you know, different dimension than any of their bigs can um, especially inside and out he can shoot as well as you know get inside and mix it up and he's also just a physical big body presence 
that any team could use. So, you know, DeMarcus can definitely help the Clippers. Yeah, man. You know, I I, I definitely root for DeMarcus. I, I I've been I've been I've been on DeMarcus's team, man, ever since the his his early Sacramento days. It's just it, it, it's just for me. I you know I, the way I look at it is. The, the position that he plays, I think that he endured way too many injuries for teams to just continue to, you know, keep on running the risk on running the risk on him. And it really is sad, man, because before he had all those injuries, he was ready to receive the max like the the, the, the following season, man. But uh, but I, I, def, I definitely think that uh, that 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 DeMarcus could uh, could be good. But Ryan, let me let me ask you a question here, Ryan. So I, I have a, a bit of a hot take here. I want to run by you. Uh, I so you you let me know if this is a hot take, Ryan. So I, I you know I'm I'm pretty informed on the entire NBA, but before the before each of these interviews, and you know, I like to look at the roster. I like to look at you know some recent news, and uh, I'm really looking up and down your guys' roster, and I don't know if you guys really have a championship roster. So Ryan. What would you say to that? So, for, first of all, if you feel that you guys do have a championship roster, go ahead and let me know what 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 you would say to that, and then and then I'll let you know as to why I don't feel that you guys have have a championship roster compared to these other teams. Well, I'll be interested to hear why you wouldn't think we are. You know what I mean? Because all the okay. pundits pretty much agree with it. I mean, it's just Kawhi okay. being out. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, of of course. Besides, besides the fact of Kawhi, be, of Kawhi Leonard being out, the 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 biggest thing that I see, I just see you guys lacking, like how we were talking about a true point guard, a true point guard to play make. I don't feel that Kawhi Leonard and Paul George uh, are at their best when they're when they're. Uh, when their duty is to bring the ball up court and to create, I think that Kawhi Leonard and Paul George is, are, are more of a, a off ball players. You know, they, they, the, the play, the play gets created for them. Not saying that uh, Paul George can't create, not saying Kawhi can't create for themselves. I think they can, but I think that uh, that would, that would exert less energy out of them. Uh, also, you know, being a, uh, in turn, letting them, you know, play, be able to play for longer. We know that Clippers have a big, uh, I would say load management problem or, Injury problem. I don't know. You can kind of go both ways with that. But an- another another issue that I see on on the roster is I don't see in, in, in you know enough bigs. You know enough bigs to be able to keep up with the elite bigs that there are with, with these championship teams, right? Like for an example, in a seven series, in a seven game series, like I don't know if any of the Clippers bigs can keep up with an AD with the Jokic. Uh, I know DeAndre Aiden is younger, but uh, DeAndre Aiden, I don't know if they keep up with a Giannis. I definitely don't think that they keep up with a, like a Joel Embiid type player just just because of these the way the eliteness uh, you know out of these uh, out of the out of these bigs. So talk to me how you feel about that. You know, am, am I tripping or or talk to me how you feel about that, Ryan? Well, I mean, I see your point, but I just think that the the, the NBA now is so open. I mean, you got the Jokic and the Embiid. There's they're more stretch bigs. I mean. But, I, you know, the Clippers bigs, I, I think, are good. They're not a lot of depth. I mean, like the guy we mentioned with Cousins. But, I mean, the guy I've, I've been raving about, man, uh, Ibaka, man, he's only 31. I mean, he's not old. and uh, Hopefully he stays healthy. If he's healthy, I mean, he's one of the best around. So I think he's a big guy that can give AD problems. You know what I mean? He can give Jokic problems, you know. So um, he's key for, I think, the, the Clippers big. And then Zoo has to, you know, take the next step in his career. And I think he's still getting there, man. He is a really good player. Um, I just think he has to play smarter, man. He's sometimes, 
he gets a little passive, but I mean, he's only 24 years old. I mean, that's the thing, man. Zoo is legit seven, 250. He can play, you know, great defense. He can rebound and he can score. So he can do everything that you ask any big man to do. And again, he's only 24 years old. I mean, people think he's old because he was, he started, you know, as so young, but he, I think he's still going to get better. So I think those two guys, and then, um, you know, they don't really have anybody else besides those two. You know, they only got like stretch, you know, bigs like, um, you know, Batum and, and Cousins and uh, Patrick Patterson. And, uh, you know, that that's pretty much it, you know. So uh, they do they definitely should look into bringing, um, they, which they do have another open roster spot. I, I would address, I think they would address another big. There's a lot of rumors with Paul uh, Millsap being, uh, you know, in their eyes, somebody they could potentially sign. And is 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 that who is that who you would want to see that 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 final roster spot get filled with? Would you want to see a Paul Millsap, or if you want to even give like a type of player that uh, that that you would see? I don't know if you want to throw out a couple of players that you want to see there. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I think you know that's an ideal guy. You know, like uh, Millsap, or um, you know, there's guys that could be you know possibly available. There's a lot of rumors that are circling, you know, before training camp opens. Um, uh, one guy uh, in Toronto, um, it will be really nice. Siakam, they're saying <laughs> that, that uh, the uh, teams are calling on him. I mean, I would love to see that, you know, but it's wishful thinking. He's locked in, but I don't know what that would involve. And then, of course, Ben Simmons, there's there's a lot of talk with him, even though he's a guard. Um, I think that'll be a, a big addition if, 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 if he does get his wish and get traded to a California team. And, uh, and then uh, Christian Thompson in Boston, uh, I think he is available. Another guy that I think can be a good fit. I know he loves California. So um, those are a couple guys I, I would keep an eye on. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, you bring up – you bring up that Siakam. That's actually – you know, I, that just came to my head right now. I'm like, man, that would actually be a crazy turn. Ooh. If you have – you have Siakam, Kawhi, and then you got Paul George, man, he's going to have it coming at you from all angles, man. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, you know, they're all friends too, man. Uh, you know, from their days in Toronto, you know, Ibaka and Kawhi. So, but yeah, uh, uh, I know he wouldn't mind getting traded. Any, you know, California is the place to be, especially LA. So, yeah, especially, especially to, a, to, to a contending team, man. So, yes. um, so Ryan, you know, as 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 we start to as we start to wrap up here, you know, some questions that we like to ask the fans here for 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 the end is, you know, Ryan, I, I, we we can't consider what's going to happen with health. We we don't know how uh how how load management or, or how how any of that's going to go, man. But just considering health, you know, uh, b- besides Kawhi Leonard, because Kawhi Leonard is out is out for for the season. How do you feel that the Clippers are gonna are gonna do this next year? Where do you think that they're gonna they're gonna finish? And then how deep in the playoffs would you have them going? Oh man, that's a tough one. Um, you know, it's gonna be big with the staff, you know, get these guys, like I mentioned, to take the next step, you know, you know, Luke Kennard being consistent, uh Reggie Jackson uh, taking the next step in his career. Um, Bledsoe contributing consistently, getting his shot back from the, the, the off year he had last year. Um, Terrence Mann, you know, so if all these guys, you know, that I mentioned, you know, take that next step up in their career and we do have the Paul George that we're supposed to have, 
Um, I think it'll be pretty much the same season as last year where they make it, they make the playoffs. And then if we get Kawhi back, they can make a push for championship. You know, I'm thinking Western Conference final, our championship or bust. And that and that, that's that's my expectation for the Clippers. I wouldn't think anything less. Uh, the Western Conference is stacked, a lot of new coaches, but I still think it'll be the, the same foes, Utah, Phoenix, Denver, Lakers um, will be the top dogs. And I look for um, uh, Dallas and uh, Memphis to, to, you know, pull up the rear. Okay. 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 I, well, I, I like that. And I, honestly, I, I really could see that. So uh, another question we'd like to ask here, Ryan is, you know, what, what's one, what's one word or one phrase that you would use to describe last season and how last season went. And then if you could give us one, another word, or another phrase to describe about how you feel about this next upcoming 2021, 2022 season. I think uh, this past season that we just finished, I would say, um, uphill battle uh just uh just a battle you know and and and, you know our way you know which is always our model la our way and i think next year's model was to be plant the flag um it's just a phrase but i think it's just it's fitting for the team you gotta you gotta you gotta keep climbing that mountain man and, and conquer that that you know the war you know you gotta you gotta plant that flag and celebrate you know the team uh, getting to the championship and like Bomber wants is to get that Larry O'Brien trophy um, to the to Clipper Nation and uh, I think he's the best owner in sports. Um, I thought you know and I think he's doing everything. The front office doing everything they can to get um, the Clippers a championship. So <clears throat> I think he, he's he's building um, the right building blocks and I think Lou is the guy and uh, I like bringing in Brian Shaw to replace. Uh, Chauncey Billups. So I think the staff is, is going to pick right back up and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just going in an upward direction. I think the Clippers are a big free agent uh, destination for a lot of guys. And I think um, they're just on the rise, man. The, 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 the franchise is just a true um, contender, you know, they, they are relevant. So I think that's the best thing going for the Clippers. And I think it's just a bright future. Yeah, man, the, the the Clippers are definitely starting to to change the narrative, man. You know, it, it just it just was from all those dark years of, of of Donald Sterling and all his craziness that just left such a stain on the team. But but like how you mentioned, you know, for everyone from ownership to, to players, you know, they're they're starting to to change the narrative there, man. So I, I, I like how you mentioned that, Ryan. So, uh, so Ryan, you know, uh, we, one thing we like, we like to do here on clutch talk is we have a closing segment here, Ryan, called guess the player. This is how guess the player works, Ryan. I have three players here listed. Uh, oh. I have a bunch of their, a bunch of their accolades, uh, things that they were famously known for things that they did. Oh. And both you and both you and Jay Hill have two guesses, uh, you oh. you have two guesses each to get to to guess the player that 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 it is. If you want, you can say your guess right away, right in the beginning. But then you got to you you got to use up your guesses. Uh, uh, smart. You you got the rules, Ryan? Yes, sir. All right, let's do this. Let's do this. So, welcome to the, our closing segment. Uh, guess the player. So, our first player we have here, guys. This player he played for four teams throughout his time in the NBA. He's a eight time All Star. Four-time 50, 40, 90 club member. Mm-hmm. Five-time NBA assist leader. Jason Kidd? Yes, sir. 
Oh, I thought it was Nash. Oh. <laughs> okay, okay. Go all, right. <laughs> all right, here we go. Here we go. Yeah. All right, let's do this. Next player, next player. This guy is a one-time NBA assist leader. He is a one-time scoring champion. Five, five-time defensive all-first team member. A four-time athlete of the year. Bruce Bowen? No, but that's a really good guess. Four-time NBA champion. Three-time All-Star Game MVP. Four-time NBA MVP. LeBron? Yes, sir. That was a big one. Damn, how did I miss that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's cool, time man. champion. I said, oh. Oh, man, all right. All right, let's athlete do this here. Year. Last I was player. Gonna say Steph, I was going to say Steph Curry, but I was like, athlete. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, really thought that, I really thought that athlete of the year was just going to give it away. That was the one. I was like, mm. oh, snap. Okay. <laughs> all right, let's do this. Let's get into this last player here, guys. All right. So this guy. I'll give you guys a, he's, he's already retired. This guy's already retired. He has his Jersey retired in his college and on his NBA team. He's a one-time NBA MVP, a five-time all NBA first team member, a one-time rebounding leader, a let, 11-time All-Star. One of the biggest knocks on this guy is that he has zero rings. Barkley? Yes, sir. There you go. Yes, sir. There you go, Ryan. There you go. Those are set to knock. They don't have a ring. Yeah, no, the ring one gave it away. Definitely, man. Definitely, man. Okay, well, like that. This is a good point for us to go ahead and uh, and and start to go ahead and wrap things up here, man. So, Ryan, you know, we really want to thank you, man, for you know, we we really thank want to thank you for coming on here and blessing us with your time. You know, you you are a very very knowledgeable Clipper fan, not only just a Clipper fan, an NBA uh, fanatic. You know, we can tell NBA junkie knows uh, NBA junkie when he when when he talks to one man. (laughs) So, uh, we really appreciate you, you know, coming on here and. uh, talking uh talking clipper talk with us here do you have any uh, last words you want to say here before we check out no man i was great man i really enjoyed the show man thanks for having me and uh you know check me out man rational hour um podcast man i try to cover um basketball football baseball and then uh you know various interviews but yeah man uh, uh follow me on twitter rational hour at rational hour and um uh, i love to come on again man i really had a good time Yes, sir, man. Jay Hill, you got any last words you want to say to Ryan and all the Clippers fans? Nah, Ryan, appreciate you coming on. Like like John said, blessing us with your time. And uh, yeah, go go follow his, uh, his podcast as well, Rational Hour. And good luck to the Clippers this year. The Warriors will be coming for y'all. Uh, yeah, <laughs> open, oh, open at night, right? That's open at night, Clippers uh, and Warriors, say- right? 
Second? Um, the second, it, the second. It's game. the second yeah, night. Second. Opening night is Warriors second. versus Lakers. Yeah. 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 Okay. Ooh, oh, yeah. back to back. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, sir, man. Really yes, sir, that. man. So, as, as, as you know, thank again, you know, Ryan, want to thank you again. And uh, for all the fans, make sure you guys go follow Ryan uh, on at his pod, man, the Rational Hour. You know, uh, as yes. you can as as you can tell, Ryan is spitting knowledge, has a not a lot of knowledge to give out, man. So go go check him out and make sure you guys like, comment, and subscribe, man. Whether you're on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, or YouTube, man, we love all you guys and follow us on our instagram and twitter it's at clutch talk one man and just get at us man but if that's all out the way man we good we out of y'all clutch talk out yes sir after you take brandy to the prom you coming back to school with shades on your head literally looks like a jersey that you would leave out on the side of the street to get picked up by the garbage company like the next day me and Matt say we're 6'4", but I think we're each probably an inch shorter than that. Me rounding up hurts nobody, helps everybody. Basketball tales so strange, you didn't know that you didn't know them. So listen up, y'all. It's NBA Storytime, available wherever you get your podcasts.